pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. Oh, jeez, mate, you're not trying to be Andy Rowe, are you? Andy Rowe's definitely got the sack after me doing so well a couple of weeks ago. And as you can hear, it's the legendary Big Jim Hamilton. I'm here this week with my usual partner in crime. And now Fred, the producer who we've not seen in a few years, said to call you a cult hero. Me a cult hero? Yeah, that's what he's got you down as. Because there wasn't a typo there. No, no typo, mate. No typo. Hey, I bet you're it's all wondering. It's not an N, it's an L. Cult. I bet you're all wondering what that voice is. So that voice there is our special guest of the week. Again, I've not named you this, but the Benjamin Button of rugby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Goody knows that. Wasps Keep in England. Younger. Yeah, Wasps in England, scrum half, Joe Simpson. Big welcome to the show. Thank Simo. You. Joe, Simo? Either. Either Simo. Simo. It's got to be Simo, isn't Okay, it? so Simo. Um, Does anyone oh, actually call you Joe? Not really, no. I called him Joe. Your old man must. Uh, Joseph, if I've been... Oh, Joseph, if you've been, been naughty. Yeah, yeah. That's um, like me. My mum calls me Andrew, if yeah. I'm naughty. Hello, you know, mum. Hello, oh, no. mum. I know you're listening. Hello, Miss Good. Miss Good, Good was my teacher at school. Anyway, I've got to do the formalities. So, uh, on the social media desk, we've got Chris Lukins. Is that how you suppose it? That's it. That's debut. it. So, yeah, debut. On debut, mate, you'll do a significantly better job than uh, Andrew McNair. The Ulsterman from Ireland, the super fan. He was, he was garbage, isn't he? He's, he, he was, he's, mate, he was rubbish. He's, he's gone. He's, he's a good gone. lad. He's a good lad. He had a Christmas <laughs> jump on for about six weeks in a row. So uh, bless him. So I think we're, we're live on Facebook. Is that right? So send any questions in, any banter. We've had a lot of social media traction over the last couple of weeks. People begging for another rugby pod, which is obviously great. It's good stuff, mate, isn't it? It's brilliant. I don't know where we are at the stage of trying to get Andy Good out of retirement. Um... We've seen to have whittled slightly, but I think we got to number three or four after after the new year. Yeah, the I think we got back up to we've number two at two. one point. Yeah, we're back up at number two, but it's too late. Christmas number one was the was the gig. We are uh, going to do something. We're going to see in the next couple of weeks. We'll gather a bit of momentum, especially around the Six Nations. But I just want to touch again on Joe Simpson, a little bit of background. Now, this was interesting. I, I'm not a super fan here, so I'm given the information, Simo, about your good self. We've got to go to the first part of it. Born in Australia. Yeah. What? A f- what? What? That's like, what's that about? So, uh, here's a question. We're, we're surrounded really by two, have, we've got two Aussies now. Didn't in, in really have much of a say about it, I mm. must admit. But I'm slightly gutted to have, uh, particularly on a cold, horrible day like today, when I could to be, be born in Australia. You're gutted to be born in Australia. That's what I heard. I'm good, mate. It's the same. It's interesting. I'm good. I was born in England. I'm not English. I'm Scottish. You're not, mate. You're Scottish shall I die. English. You're, you're half Chinese, aren't you? Quarter Chinese, quarter English, quarter, quarter Chinese. Scottish at Hugo Southwell. When we signed him, I was so happy. I love the Scottish accent. Terrible at trying to do it. But love the Scottish accent. Hugo turned up. I was expecting a thick Scottish accent. He Poshish was the poshest bloke in the squad. Yeah. And he says, aye. That's how they get away with it. See, the thing is, and we, we have this band, you know Kelly Brown? Kelly. Would, you, would you say Kelly Brown's Scottish? He's a million percent more Scottish he's, than you. He's got no Scottish blood. Listen to him. Yeah, well, that th- doesn't matter. He speaks like a scooter. So the only thing that ties Kelly Brown to Scotland is that he was born there. Now, Simo's just said he's not Australian. John Barkley was born in Hong Kong. He's not Chinese. <laughs> Kelly Brown, his mum is English and his father's Irish. He's got no Scottish blood whatsoever. Yeah, but you needed to get some caps. And the only way to get caps if you, you know, you've got to play for Scotland because they're garbage. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> uh, so born in Australia. <coughs> um, and this hey, this weekend was your 200th game? Is 200th, that right? yeah, yeah. Is, it, is that for Wasp? 200th? Just for Wasp. Little yeah, clap yeah, for that. Yeah, that was yeah that's a clap. Yeah. Well done, Sam. 
So that's been it. A, that's a mean feat. Because how old how, how old actually are you? I mean, you he's forty seven. I'm uh, twenty eight. What, no what a no lie! Chance. What a lie! There is no <laughs> chance you are twenty eight. <laughs> no, let's go truth, Simo. Twenty eight. Genuine. A young twenty eight. With an upside down head like that. An upside down head. He looks like RoboCop. I'm sorry. I'm just. A, I'm going bald as well, so I can't. <laughs> he does look. You should see though, and I, I can now talk about hair because I've got a bit back from, the, bit. from the back to the front. But the pictures, oh, what was it on Twitter the other day? With yeah, the, those... I, I, I thought I'd fall on my own sword there. Um, the RPA came up and yeah. and they did a Transformation Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they called it. Basically, pictures of me going going throughout and you just see that hair, the hair migrating down my face. You used to have an awesome, awesome comb over as well, didn't you? Starting on, well, when I was, when I was uh, younger, it was a, a big old mop and then it just started thinning, thinning out. I was just was hanging in there. Didn't bite the hang bullet in, till hanging, hang yeah, hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> didn't bite the bullet till till twenty three or something like that. I should have I should have shaved it at twenty one something like that. Um, and it just migrated down my face, so it was, ended up on my my chin just to disguise. But looking good now, though. Looking all right. It needs a bit. And of face himself. Up. What do you reckon? Don't say anything yet, Simo. We'll judge Jim on his uh, on his movie. Oh, movie uh, knowledge. Statham. Oh, jeez. Does he look yeah, like Jason? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what that's what he goes around hey. telling people. He goes, hey. I look like Jason Statham. Oh, it's, just, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. I think <laughs> people have told me I look like Jared Butler. I promise you, in three hundred as well. They've not seen <laughs> yeah. my shirt off. Uh, exactly. uh, they're all airbrushed. And David Williams. Do I look like David Williams? No. I might have done without a beard. You have to. You might, I tell you what, you might have done when you were dressed up as the cheerleader in here a couple of weeks oh, ago. Disgraceful. He likes dressing up, doesn't he? Disgraceful. <laughs> anyway, back to Simo. So. You must be one of the only players out there who's played for England with a 100% record. Is that right? Yeah, it's not bad. All 15 minutes of it. So um, you, you only got one cap, which I, I'm, so saying, got, I'm saying so in disbelief. Far. So, so far. Just got so one far. Cap so far. So um, far. I've played against the Barbars a couple of times for England. They don't count as caps. Uh, my first cap was meant to come in the World Cup, one of the World Cup warm up matches over in Ireland, Aviva Stadium. Uh, I think about three, four minutes to go. Simo, you're on. Took my strip off, waiting there. So proud, ready to come on. Ball doesn't go out of play for five minutes. Gets kicked out. Uh, don't get my first cap. Game over. Um, have to wait. Luckily enough, a few more, a few weeks later, got uh, named in the World Cup squad. Went over. So you, to got, get to get named, you got you must have stripped your kit off well and looked good on the sideline. Well, uh, it, it, it was either that or the injury to Danny Kerr a couple of weeks before the uh, World <laughs> Cup make, squad was get named. But I managed to get my cap. Um, something I'm proud of. Obviously, would would have liked more, but. I guess you can't be too picky. You get capped by your country. You guys have been capped a lot more uh, than I have. So he's down really Yeah, though. if you would have played one, for Scrum Arms. One, one English, no, no, one not English for, cap. Not for Scrum Arms. Mate, one Scrum English cap is got, way more It's 50. Uh, Richard Cockrell. Richard Cockrell said to me. Than 50. <laughs> 50 Scott, so when I got my 50th cap, I text, text Cocker straight away and says, mate, I made it. I got an international cap in your book. So, yeah. If you would have played for Scotland, yeah, you would have had 50. Scotland have had mental nines. They've had Custer, Blair... Mm. Um, at the moment, they've got Laidlaw. They've got some quality quality at nine. It, it's a tough old gig being a Scottish nine. Other positions, not so much. Yeah, second rows that they just didn't have any for you, did they? I'm still going. I'm absolutely dying after the game yesterday. Mate, 80 minutes. 80 minute, man. I literally feel like I've been in a car crash. I couldn't, I couldn't even sleep. Last I didn't night. think I you had it in you, mate. Mate, neither did I. Not That's towards the end. Mate, made a couple of tackles as well. That's probably why I'm so sore. Go. Can we have some stats? Have you got any stats from the game? Um, yeah, I think I had six ball carries, made three go. metres. <laughs> Minus three metres. <laughs> but I watched one back last night, so I've got, I've got the ball in wide space, and literally I could see the line, and I'm flying 
Next thing, I'm on the floor, and I thought, it's taken four men to bring me down. I literally watched it back last night. I've been touched by the scrum half. <laughs> <laughs> we got a quick ball, and we went on to draw the game. We can maybe touch on that a little bit later. Anyway, let's get back to Simo, because you've made the big move up to Coventry, of all places. What a which... place. Yeah. Are you living in Cov? I, I haven't quite gone as far north as Coventry. You've I, not I, lived? I, you haven't lived then? I, quali- I qualify anything above Watford as north of England. Um, having been in Ealing since I was two years old. So anything north of Watford, that's that's Tup North. Tup North. Tup North, Tup north, north. for me. Um, so I'm, I'm Leamington. Um, oh, posh bit. Everyone. Simo, tell me, does anyone, any of the boys live in Cov? Any of them at all? Uh, I, I, I imagine Curtly Beal, he'd love going out in Cov. I think, I think he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a Leamington boy as well. You can see uh, um, Ashley's in Cov, isn't he? Ashley Johnson. I'd, Good lad, eh? Um, Proper old boy. school. Um, I, I don't know where Ash is. Wadey, has got his um, like five bed house. Who he's got his brother living with. He only in, bought it because they had a hot tub, and he hasn't <laughs> used it yet. Um, in, so in he's in Bidley Woods. Bidley Woods, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's where they all are though. That's but Ashley's in Bidley yeah, Woods yeah, as well. Yeah. They're Bidley. They're not. Like, they're not proper co- I don't think Bidley's proper co- yeah, it is. Pro- Proper co-ops in that ring road. That, that I love the way he's screwing. Drive. He's like in that ring road, screwing his face <laughs> up. Like that's all, all, all I've ever done is that's the that's the way to the the Rico. So. You drive through that and have a little pier over the side. Lock your doors. Hey, worst ring road in the world, apparently. So what they do is people who build ring roads, I don't know what they call ring road builders, they send them to Coventry, which is a saying in itself. You get sent to Coventry. I don't know if you heard that before. If you were, yeah, 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 yeah. But they send people to Coventry to look of how not to build a ring road. Yeah. Goody says he's from Coventry. I am, mate. You're not, mate. You, you went to a private City school. To, it doesn't... It was in Coventry. It was just outside Coventry. King what, Henry VIII well, is yeah, in my, Coventry. My wife went there. You're looking so. a bit like but, King Henry VIII. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a posh school. So you're enjoy, enjoying life. I, I mean, let's get on to a little bit of rugby. The, the, the move to Wasps, uh, move to Coventry for Wasps has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything's gone well. Everything's gone to plan, really. So the uh, the stadium's been fantastic. Having, having, I think, personally, I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but I think personally the best club stadium in yeah, the agreed. world. Completely um, agree. Completely um, agree. The uh, <laughs> the Rico Arena, the mighty Rico. The Rico, the Rico is it's got no wind. Uh, you get a bit protected from the elements. I I get cold easily because I got no hair. So it's a tiny bit warmer in there. Um, great atmosphere. And then going all of 2016 unbeaten at home um, was was an achievement in itself. And and that's something that and that's including LV, including Europe. Um, so that was a. A decent little stat for us, and we managed to hold on. Started on day one, though, didn't it? What happened on day one? The very first day at the Rico Arena. Is that where you got the full house? No, 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 no. no I didn't get no, a full house. No, no, no. no pre- I didn't get a drop goal. But first, first try scorer for Wasps was not me. First, first <laughs> assist as well from me. I uh, had a box kick charge down, and they scored the very first try. London true, Irish. True. I was gutted. I was just talking about the, f- the very first Wasp try scored in the new stadium. Well, come on, this is, the suspense is killing me. Uh, Joe Simpson. Some kid got the Premiership record as well. I can't remember who that was. Um, Most points scored in a match? Yeah, 33. I don't talk no, about no, that. Yeah, he doesn't talk about no. that at all. He doesn't talk about <laughs> Wasps at all. Not no. biased whatsoever. I'm not at all. We've seen a huge increase of quality of players now coming to the Premiership. Guys like Curtly Bill, Gopeth coming doing so well. Sips obviously made the move down from up north. I've just spoken about all backs there, like I know what I'm talking w- about. Willie LaRue's coming. Willie LaRue? Yeah. Is he not here? Not there yet? No, and a Jan, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's not there yet, but he'll he'll be with us in a, a few weeks. Because the top, they, top league's finished now. Yeah, yeah. Suntory, so, Suntory won the top league. So Jules Smith. In Japan. Jules Smith won it again. Yeah. He is a absolute freak of nature. Mm. Oh, he's just one. I, I think, I, I was speaking to him, I don't think he's had, um, bearing in mind the, the physicality and, and 
and what longevity he's had at playing at the top. And if he's fit, you play him because he's just he's just a whole different level. Never had an operation in his no. life. Is he, is he an won't. Islander? Is he? Is he? Uh, got he, he Polynesian. Yeah, he's kind of. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's got Polynesian in him to be that he's, hard. He, he, mate, he's, he's unbelievable. Just, he's just an absolute freak of nature. He's he's one of the best players I've ever ever watched. He was one of my heroes growing up because I'm obviously a, a hardcore Australian. Um, <sighs> one of my one of my heroes growing up, but then but then just playing with him, um, I thought we'd si- we signed a, a has been, and then he came and he was just phenomenal. He yeah. was just he made just, a massive difference. Some of, last some of the chips and even chipping and chasing, he was just something you could watch in training and just admire. What about on the night out? He loved, he loved the pesh. Yeah, he, well, he did. He he trannies. Um, he was a great bloke. Trannies. He, he was no, not trannies. <laughs> trannies. He, he, he's not a big. Not a big. He tries to, but um, drink doesn't go. Doesn't work that well with him. He's well, if he's got Polynesian that, in him, then he's going to start ripping doors of drinks off. and he just starts <laughs> slurring and falls asleep. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's top. I went out with him towards the end of the season actually with Ed Shervington. Uh, who else was there? Oh, that was that's brilliant. Shervs had a weird fascination with George. George didn't really know how to take Shervs because Shervs is great bloke, but one of the weirdest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, um, and I was saying that knowing Goody quite well, hey. and Shervs trumps trumps <laughs> anyone I've ever met for what, the weirdest bloke I've ever met, um, and was so uber so uber close and so uber tight with uh, George. George didn't really know how to take it, so you'd have you'd have Shervs sending videos into the squad of him just videoing George in the background, be like, "Me and my mate, me and my mate," and George is kind of like shuffling yeah. away from him. Yeah, bro. But yeah. Do, you, do you remember? So obviously the videos that Haskell and uh, Owen Farrell used to do. Yeah, it's basically Pascal's videos that Owen Farrell used to get in because, and tag him in there so he yeah, gets more people yeah, yeah, to like, like it. Oh, best friends, best friends again. That was started. That was that was, that was Ed, Ed Sherrington started that with George Smith. That's what Hask does, doesn't he? Hask robs everyone else's ideas. Stolen banter again. Uh, I do love Hask, but uh, no, that's Ed, Ed Sherrington started that off. Mate. George Smith and Haskell uh, sort of cloned it and took it to a, a bigger level. It sounds like Wasps is a good club. It's a good crack there. They're looking for any second rows next year? <laughs> Jim, how many... D- You've signed for Irish, you said. No, I haven't, mate. No? I haven't. Anyway, let's get on to some 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 very, some very world-class yeah, players. Yeah. Eh? Let's keep away from these old has-beens. Uh, Curly Bill, obviously come back from injury recently. Yeah. He's been in phenomenal form. Am I right in saying that? Has he been for... I only don't yeah, he's been, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, it's a tough old gig for him, so he's come in... Um, what, six on, six, on 600 grand it's not a tough gig <laughs> living in Coventry on 600 grand is not a tough gig you can buy the city for it, for his body it's been a, it's been a tough old gig okay. so he's, uh, he's the, coming um, into form what's the crack with his contract because obviously there's a lot of stuff in the press at the minute about oh, I've, got, I've got no one idea one plus one um, surely he's getting ribbed at the club um, Haskell, surely Haskell's given him some the, stuff. Uh, the, the WhatsApp group's quiet since you left. Has it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dear. Since you and Dorsey have gone, <laughs> was, um, was Goody just posting down. posting dirty pictures and stuff? It was basically Goody and Haskell going at each other every single day, yeah, and everyone, and then everyone, uh, people were checking. We were sitting there for coffee. You were like, oh, they've gone too far this time. They've <laughs> <laughs> properly fallen that, and it, and it was so. I mean, Haskell love each other. It was really pushing the boundaries of what you can and can't say to to a, a human being. Um, it was right out, right out there, but um, you two managed to survive. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have good fun. Fallouts, but we had good fun, me and Hask. Love him or hate him, I love him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to touch on Die Young as well. I know Goody's a huge fan of him. I don't know whether because they look very similar, similar weight category. Yeah, to be honest. similar weight category. Yeah. Enjoy similar things. I actually had uh, Die Young for the Barbars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, when we played the British Lions and 
got humped by 50 points and went, well basically went on the smash for two weeks and got humped by 50 points in 95 degree heat uh, and 105% humidity and he wasn't very happy no no did you hear anything about that or, uh, or I had not? a few so we had we had a few boys in the squad so we had oh, Elliot, yeah, uh, Elliot and Jonesy so hey. Tell Sam Jones he owes me 150 quid. I paid for his laundry bill. I don't know what he spent 150 quid on, <laughs> but I was left with the bill. Jones is a top boy as well, to be fair. Yeah, Jones is a good boy. We've missed quid. him this year. Um, we've had a few a few boys stepping in and playing playing top quality rugby. But when we played Leicester the other day, we had a little review of our previous Leicester game just to give us a bit of um, a bit of motivation and some of the hits that he was putting he in. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? He That's was a Welford Road. absolutely mm. breathtaking that day. He's a quality player. Um, exactly. But uh, So anything more on Dai Young? Just while we're no, on, he's, not, he's done well. Um, he came in not at the ideal time. Pretty tough first couple of years for him, almost going bankrupt. Uh, we had we had something like 16, 16 major injuries and operations in one of his years. The year that we almost got relegated, we had um, Steve Thompson... Played 60 minutes of rugby yeah. and managed to get a big, huge payout. Against Worcester. Uh, against Worcester. 60 minutes and then came off never to play again. Uh, we had Shawsley leave before the season. So that was a brutal year for yeah. him. Managed to see that through. And then now he's been given um, a bit of money to throw around. Um, and he's he's made some good acquisitions. Given you a new contract as well as he? Uh, no, not yet. I know he's listening to the podcast, so good, sto- young, good story listen. on Dai though. So we, yes, please. we're, we're yes, in Portugal. Yes. And we're, we're yeah, in Portugal yeah. on pre-season camp, right? And you've, you've been to Browns. Yes. So there's a new gym there and everything like that, and there's all these bikes and stuff, and it was about 35 degrees in the summer, ridiculously hot. And we'd have a rugby session in the morning, then we'd have a pool session as well, didn't we? And in the afternoon it was weights, and I just remember, I think it was like day two, I actually went into the gym. I couldn't believe it myself that I'd actually gone in, but I did walk into the gym um, very slowly. And I was just greeted by the sight of Di on a bike. He always tried to do his training really early in the morning before the boys got there. Um, and I saw him on the bike and it literally filled the whole room slash the, the <laughs> whole doorway where he, I could see through. And as I got closer to him, he's just on the bike in a vest and his underpants. <laughs> no shorts, no nothing. It was one of the worst sights I think I've ever seen. Um, so I just took mine down and stood next to him. And <laughs> <laughs> Felt at home. Yeah, I did. I did. It was nice. Uh, he's but a no, he's, a, he's a great bloke and he's he's done uh, exceptionally well for the club and probably will take the club even further and then uh, take the Welsh job, I reckon, after Warren Gatlin finishes after the next World Cup. Exactly. He's done a great job. I'm looking at Chris on the social media desk. He's given me the eyes, given me the nod. Unindated with messages, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. Overloaded. <laughs> <laughs> There's one from Andy Rowe, actually, Jim. He's watching you. I've got no interest. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, can you, uh, who, can you who, ban him? Who, who is he? I think he's some Kiwi. Is he still home. back in New Zealand? He's staying up all night listening. Wow. Yeah. Hello, Andy. How are Hi, you? Andy. Hi, Andy. All right, mate. But we, are, we actually have a story request from Paul Wright. He wants to, us to ask Simo about the time he wrote in the newly laid concrete pavement outside yeah. his own flat and what he wrote. Where was this? Uh, that was, uh, I remember exactly where I was. I was um, getting ready for university, hated uni, um, tried the LSE, um, didn't fit in, didn't go too well. I was off, the, on, off onto a lecture, uh, which I desperately needed to go to because I was. they were threatening to throw me out because I'd missed so much uni for, through rugby training. And, and then not, there I'm was another um, person not wanting to be there. Or well, just it wasn't training. even that. Just, just not making the lectures because being away with age group rugby and stuff like that. Um, but then there was someone um, laying fresh cement just outside my house, literally just off the driveway of my my uh, family house. 
and I've never I've never been given the opportunity to write in wet cement before that day um, and I thought that was an opportunity that that was too good not to to take so I, I waited for for half an hour waited for the man to finish as soon as he'd finished he put two cones on the the wet cement drove off come back a couple of hours later when it dried pick up the cones jobs are good and uh, be on his way so within about 30 seconds of him having having driven around the corner straight out with a biro carved Joe has a big knob into the, <laughs> the wet cement um, that's a lie I've and, seen it uh, I thought I thought I'd go with something ironic um, it was either toss up between some something like that or abuse for my brother uh, I thought if it was abuse of my brother then then uh, my parents would try and scrub it out but I thought they could just about tolerate Joe has a big knob <laughs> um, so Joe has a big knob is still is outside it still it's still outside my uh, my family house so so hopefully in a few years' time when I've got some little children, I'll bring them back and, and show That's them. That's not what you want to show your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it could I'll be worse. In the pavement. I was so proud. I was so proud. Wow. So pleased with myself. I missed the lecture, uh, needless to say, but it's it was, kicked it was out. well worth you it. Neil? Uh, I, I left on my own accord. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's kicked out. Could be worse things right <laughs> in the pavement, though, eh? Mm. Big Jim has a little... I've got a picture of it if you want. No, 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 no. Chris, any more questions via social media? There is. There's another from Matt Good. Uh, Matt Good? Oh, that's my brother. Relation. It's probably, <laughs> my brother is called Matt Good. Is so it? Let's have a look at chance. He wants to know who would have won a fight between Leon Lloyd and Big Jim. Oh, that's Hashtag a good question, actually. Leon, so, Leon, hands down. Yeah. yeah Leon could scrap. Leon Lloyd could scrap a man. I remember when I was at school, we had a couple of tough guys. Not a couple. We had we had a load of tough guys. Quite a rough school. <clears throat> Cannon Court. Um, I was the third hardest in my year. Third. <laughs> so, how do you decide that? Hard. Yeah. How did well, you find out? Well, I found out because the first, the guy who was the top hardest, number one, Lee Waring, carried a knife. So, so he was hard because yeah. he carried a knife? Well, they, he had a pen knife, so they thought he was the hardest. Uh, and the second was my mate, he actually listens to the podcast, David Medcraft. He was uh, the best kind of rugby player, but he was the biggest lad in the school. No way he was better than you at rugby, mate. Goody he was a, awesome. He Goody was had awesome. a different way of deciding who was the hardest boy at his private school, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most money or? No, you, you missed, missed the point. What? Hard, hardest. Little, little. Okay. Uh, slide. Oh, dear. Hey. Private school. Hey. But I was third. boys. Yeah, all boys. Yeah, but I was third hardest. I had, a, I had a scrap behind the PE sheds once with a guy called William Woodhead who went on to be, I say, a UFC fighter, one of these He's budget jail UFCs. Him, yeah, the guy who had a fight with him in the garden actually went to jail. Quite a nasty, nasty thing happened in town. But I was third hardest. But after that fight, did you win with William Woodhead? Woody? Yeah, William Woodhead. I went up to second hardest in the school. Yeah, took the crown. I, I did never, you go for number one? I never you ever took the crown. Take but the knife off him, mate, and give it to him. Yeah, he was hard. He had a hard family as well. But okay. in answer to your question, Leon was a tough, tough. Yeah, Leon bloke. was proper street fighter. And Adam Bolding as well. Adam Bolding came in the sixth form, cleared it out. I remember him rocking up big puffer jacket. Carpets, carrying carpets. Yeah, carrying carpets. Carpet. He, he, he was that. He was as big as he was when he uh, was in his prime, as he yeah. was when he was seventeen, eighteen at school. So, who would win a fight, Leon? Yeah, Leon would. Oh, hey, they don't call me sponge sponge fist for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Chris? We'll leave it for now. Yeah, we'll leave it for now. Okay, so let's get on to some more serious, not serious, more rugby. <laughs> Anything going on in the transfer rumours? Cockers straight in at Toulon? Yeah, I saw him Bizarre. yesterday. I was out there. I was out there commentating for BT Sport. Scre- um, he was screaming at the side of the pitch he was, in he French. Was going, he was going wild. But the best thing about Cockers at the weekend uh, was, as we all know, the French have a different fashion sense to what we do over here. Um, I've seen him stroll on the pitch. We're just doing an interview by the side of the pitch with BT Sport. And I've seen him stroll on, walked over to him. He has got 
skinny tracksuit bottoms on. You know, like the footballer ones that he wore. He looked horrendous in them. <laughs> I walked up to him, tried to pull them down. He wasn't having any of it. Uh, but no, he's on good form. Um, you know, obviously, you know him as a forwards coach. Um, he's a very, very detailed forwards coach. Very good. I think he'll be brilliant for Toulon. Do you think um, he'll be there long term? Well, he's got to the end. He's got to the end of the season, hasn't he? As, okay. a, as a consultant, and then you can never tell with with too long because Bujalau is an absolute nut job, isn't he? Um, one minute he's saying he's going to sell the club, next minute he's going to keep the club and sign a load of world class players again. Not that they haven't got any; they've got loads. But um, I, listen, I think Cocker's he'll be great out there. He speaks French, which is key. Um, he can converse with both the the loads of South Africans out there in the forward pack. French boys as well um, I think it'll, be, it'll do really well for them because Toulon have really struggled this year in the tight five as you'd probably know better than anyone well, we're from, from watching them on the sides uh, when, <laughs> when you're out there <laughs> um, but you're playing them next week aren't you yeah we're playing them Yeah, which and they've put themselves in a good position really to, yeah. to qualify so it's going to be a difficult game because it's all to play for we've yeah. qualified we'll probably come into more of the, uh, the Champions Cup later but we've qualified they need to win yeah. do they need to win with a bonus point you'll know well, they might even they might even qualified by losing and not getting anything either but they'll go sort of balls out to, to win it because that will guarantee them the second one of the best runner up spots the third, the best runner up spot will come from Wasps group um, obviously Wasps will go to Zebra and get five points and then it'll be a battle between Connacht and, uh, and Toulouse to see who wins that game to see who will be the best runner up from that group so um, we'll get onto that later but uh, yeah so uh, in terms of rumours Cockers out there Have you heard any Simo? George uh, Ford? George Ford, where's he going? George Ford, no, I haven't. He might have to stay now. Yeah, well... well he might um, need to stay, what do you know? Well, I've, I've got no idea, but... Um, well, rumours rumor, rumor are he's going to sail for a year in the hope of surely en- en- engineering a move to Leicester. Bath have said um, he they he, they won't release him to go straight back to Leicester for next season. That was a clause, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a clause in there. So, But now, uh, Bruce Craig's come out and said we, you know, we might hold on to him uh, but Tom Blackadder prevent, seems like a decent chap. Uh, every interview he's given, he's he's been pretty level-headed. Um, yeah, he, he seems like he's given forty times. So, so they keep they look like they're keeping that that possibility open, don't they? And they've got, I, I guess, where where are you going to leave, other than going to Saris or or Wasps and and be at a better club? Really, well, that's what I said. I said, you know, when it all came out, why would you leave Bath? Yeah. You know, obviously Saris have got. Uh, Owen and and, uh, and Alex Zosowski, who who he's brilliant. See, what about his hands at the weekend? Oh, See, how, that, cla- it, how class is he? Oh, so good. He's he's the hardest hitting ten I've ever seen. Was he like that? Was I don't yeah, remember. Just, him. Just, <laughs> hang on, a, hang on. Goody's looking. He's just <laughs> <are you> <laughs> no, no, he's not hard as eating. Just a freak. Yeah. He, he doesn't look. He doesn't look that big. He looks no. slightly slight. Um, proper hits though, doesn't he? But then it, when he hits people, he absolutely rocks them. Um, good boy as well. Yeah, good looking. He used boy. to play uh, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him Chelsea. So, yeah. he's, but he's we, a nice kid, level headed, down to earth. I tell you what, he is a top lad. Yeah, you know, it's not yeah, met, yeah. a few of the young kids come in now and think they should be giving the world yeah. to them. And where's my free car? Where's this? That he is the complete opposite of that. Grafter. Uh, yeah, mate, brilliant, yeah, brilliant bloke. Hard. Works hard, yeah. uh, good looking. Uh, doesn't play up to you know his abilities and stuff and say, oh, mate, I'm the best player. But he's unbelievable yeah, yeah. as a talent and he's so level-headed, down-to-earth. I know his old man very well. Yeah, it was a shame um, to see him go from us. Obviously, we, we acquired him, but but it's tough to break into these top teams. You have to be you have to be pretty much there or thereabouts international level. Yeah. Um, and then how is he going to get that experience? Sorry, he's, sorry, he's great, very astute signing. Um, 
uh, needed a 10 to take over from Charlie um, and Loz was well he got his chance early on because yeah, yeah, Farrell was exactly. injured with his with his back I, I heard he wanted to go to Saracens just to play with the big Jim well look what's happened you don't, you don't mess with Jim well, look what, good. hey I've, I've, I've brought him on loads I've even put him in at 15 this week and made him look good That's he, all said, he basically said he's seen what you've done to Itoji and Cruz you know just <laughs> upskilling them and he, he wants a bit of that but rumours let's go back to Saracens yeah Pino. Is it yeah, true? I've heard that as well. I heard that before. I heard that a long time ago uh, when he was when I heard Ulster weren't keeping him, and then he signed for Montpellier. He hasn't signed yet for Montpellier. Oh, has he not? No, no, no. Because would Ulster think... not keep him or Ulster? No, it was the, yeah, it, it, was the it was the whole him. thing to do with uh, the overseas rule yeah. in Ireland, which is very different to. Yeah, they they only allow one player in every position. I think so, throughout yeah. the the four of those the four clubs. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So why why would they get rid of him though? Well, they signed it. That means oh, that another. I don't know. I don't think out. Basically, Ulster couldn't keep him on that on yeah, that yeah, on yeah. that on that rule. But I've heard Ruben Pinar is keen on going to Saracens because he's spoken to Big Jim and who's going to be coaching Montpellier next year. Yeah, you don't want to go with. You me, don't want to go with Sternberg. You yeah. want to go if you want to kill rabbits. I shouldn't say that. Can, can we edit that out? He, you know, he must be a vegetarian. Well, that'd be interesting to see because it, I don't know. What, I don't know what's happen, happening with Wigglesworth. Wiggy, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Wiggy's staying now. There was chat of Toulon, oh, but who knows? The rumor mill, eh? it's getting like football. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's I, I interesting heard, to speak I heard, about. Uh, Toulon, Toulon were keen on Wiggy. Yeah, and then Ben Spencer, obviously a good player, possibly had his head turned by Sale. Who hey, Ben okay. Spencer? Yeah, the Sale. Sale are are in the market for a nine. I heard your mates going there. Simo's got a best friend. Who's mate? Oh. Who He's mate? got. Ah. Simo's got a best friend in rugby. We haven't talked about this yet. His best friend in rugby, Lee Dixon, loves him. Oh. Absolutely. Is he, is he a good lad or not? No. Oh, I don't old, think Dickie, so. old Dickie Bird. Any comment on that, Simo? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Dixon, I heard he's he's chatting to Sale as well, potentially leaving Northampton. Um, so there we go. Bit of rumours. A few rumours, Jim. A few rumours. Well, what's yours? Are you, are you going to announce anything yet? Or? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Hey, I'm just happy playing. I thought you said you're Irish. I don't know what's happening yet. I can't. You're... The breaking news. I'm sworn, on, to, I'm, sw- I'm sworn to an NDA. Okay. They're doing well, though, in the championship, aren't they, Irish, I see? Yeah. Bleed green. green. Yeah, I saw Tommy, Tommy Bell on the weekend as well. He was yes. there. He's, on, he's a good player, Tommy Bell. Yeah. So they've kept some of their good players. I mean, I've just looked from it out because obviously I'm doing this job now. <laughs> I need to know my rugby. <laughs> yeah, liar. Uh, Lewington, is he back? No, he's injured, I think. Yeah. He, he uh, I'll tell you, there, is, the there is rumours at Irish of uh, Adam Ashley Cooper going there. I don't know, yeah. who, I don't know why that was brought Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Oh, did you? That would be an amazing signing for London Irish. Well, Irish be, aren't, yeah. Be club great. on the up. be great if he goes there. Jim Hamilton and Adam Ashley Cooper rocking the the, the Mad Stud in Reading. Exactly, will be the face if I do go. Decide to go. Or? Decide to keep playing. Actually, don't know. So there's no more anyway on transfer rumours, injuries. There's a lot this of concussion. Yeah. How many concussions are there lately? Let, let's get serious now. Yeah, all the unbelievable. Range, Connor Murray's at the weekend is probably a, a talking point as well. Did you think yeah. it was? We spoke about George North a few weeks ago. I didn't think he was concussed. I thought it was a little... I wouldn't say simulation. I thought yeah. it was a little bit of worried. He's saying he, he faked that he's got knocked out to try and get a red card for the Leicester boy. No, but we will talk about someone faking a, a knockout later. But Conor Murray, did you see that one? No, I didn't. Yeah, did he's banging his neck. Hast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hask was a... Poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> he was so <laughs> excited. I sat next to him. Big return after being man of the year. Didn't he uh, tell us as well? We, had, didn't he t- tell us yeah. that it was his big return? Yeah, there was yeah. like a two-week build-up. Big return, big return. <laughs> Came to smash a fly half. Freddie Burns just absolutely a fly ended half him. got ended by Freddie Burns. He hit him hard, to be fair, but Freddie Freddie rode it. But has, it's just all that enthusiasm. He just got caught on the wrong spot, and and if you get hit on the button, then uh, then you're out. And he was. Uh, He'll be back this week, though, won't he? He he hopefully will be back. Yeah, because um, he you know obviously England chances now. Rob Shaw, Rob his, his shoulder. He's gone for the Six Nations. Yeah, so yeah, Haskell yeah. 
Hopefully the back row could be Haskell, Nathan Hughes, Tom Wood, England's back row for the Six Nations. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks. I can't we? believe Jackson Ray's nowhere near it. But anyway, he's a good player, Jackson yeah, Ray, isn't Very he? good. He's a quality player. I think he's better than Harrison. Very similar players, but from what I've seen, mm. my, my limited you're not, you're knowledge not the Saracens on the back row. Exactly. It's easier like that. But yeah, this is, I'm just reading now, there's an investigation over the management of Conor Murray for the head injury. The referee, yeah. I, was, I was watching the game, the referee said at the time, he said he's talking straight away. So it's not, yeah. you know. Um, but look, it's maybe that time of the podcast for the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, there's some. There's a lot of good stuff this weekend. Let's be really positive. Munster winning that game up in Glasgow. They're outstanding. Oh, hey, uh, how good were Glasgow? Yeah, they were good, but not quite good enough to beat Munster, were they? Well, they would have been if Stuart Hogg didn't potentially get Simbund. Oh, well, he did get Simbund. Uh, yeah, he did. A yellow card. That was a fair yellow card, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the good... Uh, my battery's just died, actually, which is no good. Here we go, just make it uh, up. Yeah, make it up. So, Munster, so Haley's try at the end. Oh, the great. Minutes to go. Yeah, good, Brilliant good try. try from the backs there. Um, they did really well. We've got to talk about Tim Swinson because I've bagged him. Not I've not bagged him. I've bagged him the situation. He got picked in the World Cup ahead of me. I don't know if you saw him, but he was outstanding. One of the best performances of the weekend in the Champions Cup, and that's coming from a fellow second row. Yeah, Offloading, dummy in. They did, but they... Hey, they can go to Leicester and win. <laughs> they can, and they need to. Do you they, they will? Yeah, they, I don't. Well, we were chatting about this last night over in Toulon, and as bad as Leicester have been away from home, uh, you can count on on your hand how many games they've lost in the European competition over the years at Welford Road, and you know, backs to the wall stuff. They just need to win, uh, not to stay in the competition, but for their own personal pride. So they'll be doing everything they can. They'll remember that Glasgow absolutely destroyed them up there early in the season, um, and they'll just be trying to stop. Glasgow qualifying, so it'll be a massive game. Actually, looking forward to watching that one. Glasgow um, win that. You think? Should I think have, so. Should, should we have a bet on it? Go on then. What should, what should we do? Chop a beer. Yeah, it's easy. All right. We'll, we'll have a think. You you back Glasgow? I'll back Leicester. Okay, we'll come up with something we'll over with something. social social we'll media and Twitter beer anyway as well. So uh, yeah, um, who else was good? Exeter, Jack Noel. Yeah. Exeter's and performance. They can still qualify. They as can. Well, if Exeter go to Claremont, and how crazy was it last year that Exeter yeah. get uh, qualify with a through Morgan Parra not taking a, a kick at goal? Um, in their game, Claremont's game against Bordeaux. Now Exeter have got to go to Claremont, and if they can get a win, even with four tries, the way they're playing, you just never know. And Claremont are very good at home. You expect Claremont to win it, but Exeter have got a sniff and uh, an outside chance of qualifying. So looking forward to that game. But Jack Noel was phenomenal. Um, you know, ch- talk about Sale as well. Sale going over to Toulon, that real young team. 20 yeah. out of 23 players were English qualified. And that um, bodes well. That's one big positive coming out of Sale. The fact some of those young kids as well, the Curry boys on the bench. Yeah, um, we're phenomenal. You know, some big performances. Uh, Harrison at, at Luce Prop, he went really well. And to go to the cauldron that is Toulon, and you know we've all played there. Uh, Toulon had to win. They had Gitto back. They had all their stars. Tua Sova off the bench. What a monster he is! Yeah, uh, Sale, you know, fronted up really well. So um, they were good. But um, a few other good things. Let's talk about Edinburgh. I bagged yeah. bag the Pro 12 and the Scots Rugby, especially having uh, Horwell on. Yeah, big Kev on a couple of yeah. weeks ago, and uh, Edinburgh go down to. Harlequins, uh, the stoop where they've not, Quins haven't lost a game all year um, and take that record. Brilliant performance by them. Um, but I'm going to give it to an individual this week. Go on then. What did you see me do? That individual. Funny you should say that, Jim. I've given the good this week to Jim Hamilton. <laughs> Honestly, 80 <laughs> minutes of rugby from okay. Jim Hamilton. Thank you very much. With a body like a melted wheelie bin <laughs> is a miracle. Uh, oh. No, so I've given it to you, mate. You, you know, getting eighty minutes out of that old rig. Yeah, and someone was screaming the moose, uh, like the, the, mo- <laughs> the, the moose. They, they were calling me the. And, well, I, I didn't realise they were calling me the moose. They were shouting, "Go on, the moose!" You know, to the point where you, you look know, around. You, yeah, you look round like who's the moose? 
And then they've tweeted me saying, because of my big body and skinny legs, I look like a moose. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a compliment or not. No, it's not a compliment. No. But it, like a matter. So there, there, the good is you, Jim. 80 oh, minutes. I'll back much. you enough on this uh, on this podcast for watching, for playing five minutes oh, here. The finisher. They called you the finisher, but this week it's the 80 minute man. Yeah. And I you were there. It's last week. Well, no, yeah. we don't remember that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cruz is back soon. There we go. But the boys, will, they'll be away in, in the Six Nations. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, credit to you, mate. Well done. Oh, thanks very much. The good goes to Jim Hamilton. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. Well done, boy. The bad. Um, There's a few bad bits this weekend. Francois Staines, high tackle on Johnny Sexton. Mm. It's pretty ugly. Um, They get sent off. That's a proper high tackle, isn't it? Yeah. He's a forceful one. That's a red card. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, He was talking about high tackles and things like that. You know, Montpellier's performance. um, You know, they were garbage. And then I'm stuck between two things. I've, I've got a real issue at the minute with the Italians, and it's it's credit to Wasp this year because obviously they've got Zebra in the group and they've humped them by 70 points at at, uh, at the Rico Reader early in the season. They go Wasp go to Zebra this weekend and basically know they've already qualified uh, because they can go there, pick the under 21s probably and and, and score five tries. But you know, Zebra, I don't agree with them being in the Champions Cup. They haven't won ever won a game. They're not competitive. It just makes whatever pool they're in an obvious case of the best runner-up is going to come from that pool and they don't have to qualify in their own right. Um, they just have to, you know, be the best Italian team out of two. So, we um, mentioned that with Conor O'Shea, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with it at all. So that, that, that they were pretty bad again. They got absolutely humped over at Connacht. But look at the Challenge Cup. 60 points. Stick, Glo- stick, stick them in the Challenge Cup. Well, Gloucester put 40 points at a training ground. Yeah, at Treviso. At Treviso. On the back pitch. Yeah, yeah. So Are they worthy of being even in that? Well, they have to be. Well, they have they? to be. Yeah. They have to be. I don't think they should be in the, cha- in the Champions Cup. So they were bad, but my bad for the for this week is going to George Clancy, the referee, Toulon against Sale Didn't at the weekend. It. So uh, he actually had a reasonable game, but I was stu- you wouldn't believe this. I was sat in a restaurant before the game. Baguettes? Uh, no, steak and chips. No steak doubt. and chips. Looking out over the port in Toulon. Oh, lovely. And a lovely sunny day. Uh, sat there with the BT Sport boys, and George Clancy walks in, walks into the same restaurant, sits down, has a bit of a. I think he had spaghetti bolognese. I was drooling over his food as well because I'd eaten mine, finished, and I wanted more. Um, but went over, said hello to him, had a chat, um, just talked about the game and um, everything like that. And I asked him how he thought the tackle laws had, had, had affected him and has he dished out any red or yellow cards for any cynical tackles or anything like that over in the Pro 12 or first week of Europe. He's like, Andy, no, I haven't given any. It's no problem. I referee it as I see it. Terrible Irish accent. Was it from Germany? Yeah, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we sat there, and he's and he's sort of talking away, and uh, he said, "Look, no, no problem. You know, you've got to referee it with a bit of empathy." It gets to it's about the seventy-sixth minute, and Sale have had an unbelievable defensive performance all game. Fifteen, twelve down, four minutes together, banging the game, uh, and Toulon's chances in the European Cup are right on a knife edge. Um, Girardo gets the ball, carries around the corner, Kieran Longbottom. Goes low to tackle him to wrap his arms. Girardo tries to jump over the tackle, and in doing so, clips uh, Kieran Longbottom. He does a kind of flip in the air. Girardo does, and at the time, George Clancy says, oh, "It's a rugby instant play on." TMO comes in, and says, "You need to have a look at it." He looks at it, changes his mind, um, gives him a yellow card. Most ridiculous yellow I've ever seen. Um, you talk about going high, and it's all about dangerous tackle going high. Kieran Longbottom's gone low, tried to wrap his arms. He gives a yellow card. Sale then get blitzed in the last four minutes for two tries. Too long to get the bonus point. And now they're still in with a sniff of the competition. Um, and so the bad was that bad decision. Sale put so much effort in. Um, and I'm obviously a little bit biased because I commentate on the game. You want to see an English team do well. But um, you know, a young team going over there, everyone expected them to get absolutely hockeyed by about 40 points. 
Um, and uh, unfortunately, George Clancy got it completely wrong. So the bad goes to George Clancy this week. Just before we talk about the ugly, Simo, what are your thoughts on these tackle changes, yeah. the the new rules, high tackles? Yeah, I think um, you, you just got to take a bit more care now. Uh, you probably got your set set your sights about a foot lower, aim for the aim for the top of the thighs and and hit there. Gone are the days where you can really target the ball and and come in with big hits to the chest because because it's not worth the risk. A tiny little slip. Um, you see a lot of players ducking into contact now, so anything chest high could be yellow card, could cost your team, and um, you can't really take the risk. So I agree that it's, it's player safety is paramount, and I do, we don't want to get to the stage where 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 guys are struggling in their their latter years through through concussions that they've sustained when they've been playing. But uh, at the same time, the rugby has to be uh, refereed with empathy. So you see. Uh, Wayne Barnes and and JP Doyle and and uh, people like that they they are the best referees in the world because they referee with empathy they, they know that uh, if a if a player runs in at, at knee level that an arm over the shoulder that that goes near the face is inevitable you just want consistency as well does, as well but that brings us nicely, that, I was say. Brings us nicely onto the ugly and there's <laughs> only one ugly thing to talk about this weekend it starts off with uh, with Big Willie Big Willie Skelton slap was it was. 25% of his might, wasn't it? Open-handed slap to uh, James Davis's face. Yeah. And then what happened afterwards is absolutely embarrassing. Did he dive back 10 metres? He rolled, he's, he's rolling around the floor like he's been punched by David Hay or... Actually, no, not David Hay because he's not as tough as Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his, his reaction gets slapped and then it's like, oh, I can go down here and get someone yellow carded. So it's disgusting. No place in, for, in it for the game. And Simo, you talked about it. Um, you know, you've got to. The coaches have got to just get that out of the game completely. Um, he should be embarrassed. Every ground he goes to now, I reckon they should put that on the big screen, just to embarrass him as he comes out uh, to warm up or whatever, and just embarrass the life out of him. So nothing like that happens again. It's pathetic. He's devastated as well. He was. I spoke to John Barkley and Jake Ball after the game. He's apparently he's a bit of a hard man from the valleys. Mm. And he's gone down like a sack of spuds. He said that it, he hurt his neck. He got a stinger. I think he know, knows what he's done, but he probably got a stinger diving. <laughs> but after that, you see, he, yeah. he, he, he was class all game. He, he had he's a fantastic player. game, and he was he was the one who actually missed the tackle on Farrell. So I don't know whether his head had gone, and he was a bit embarrassed by the yeah, situation. Yeah. But I mean, it's all over the papers today. Could break that one from Farrell, though, wasn't it? Well, world class, really, when it needed to yeah. be, because we were under the pump. Scarlets were, were brilliant all yeah. day. Yeah. Best have played all year. Yeah, good coach as well, Stephen Jones. Yeah, bloody yeah. good coach. Stephen I tell you what's a real shame. I know we're, we're we're jumping in and out here, but what on, have you played the Scarlets before? Uh, Sim, I don't know. In, in uh, recently, I, I have, but years ago. Yeah, so years ago. so we played at their new stadium, amazing stadium, Empty. massive, three thousand people. Yeah, you know, big Jim's about to don the field. Three thousand people. That's come out why. And see me. I think that's why. <laughs> I think that's why there was only three thousand people. There's no crews. Yeah, real no shame. Vunipola, no Vanipola. No Vanipola. Yeah, true. You know, so true. But Marrow. Marrow. LeBron James. Yeah, Marrow. Marrow's so there. there. How good is he? Marrow? I've talked to him up an absolute blinder as well. See, I, I did a piece in the Sunday Times. Yeah, the Sunday Times. Big. Did you write it? Big bullshit. Just did an interview. Didn't just you? an interview. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I can write. So if anyone, well, well done. If anyone, yeah, <laughs> you can actually write. What <laughs> words can you write? I can't do maths. That's all I know. Miss taught me. But yeah, talked to him up. LeBron James, uh, that was the headline. It was only a small thing I said, and that was the headline. So Maro's promised me that his next interview, he's going to talk me up. Because he said I'm like Kobe Bryant, that's what he said. Really? A Stallwood. Stall, a Stallwood? Stall <laughs> <laughs> Ward. Ward. A Stallwart. 
Stalwart, is it? Yeah. Oh, gee, maybe I'm not going to write. <laughs> no. Not in there. I'm an athlete in his prime. He doesn't Stal- need to be a writer Stal- anyway. Stalwart So we've talked about talked about the, the tackle law. It's been done to death, and we've spoken about it to the death. There's not a lot more we can say about that, just hopefully it will change. Um, any more on social media? Yeah, there are a few bits and pieces. Uh, we have a bit of love for you, Goody. Yes. Uh, Richard oh. King says, as a King fly o. half come tight head, That's his mate. he's modelled his game on yours. Has he? He likes to run a total of 20 metres in 80 minutes. It's too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> 20 metres is too much, mate. You're overworking that. Okay, good feedback. A bit less next time, Richard. Um, and also, Benjamin Branson wants to know your guys' thoughts on Alessana Tuolangi to Toulon. Where's it, where was he at before? Where, he where was at he... Newcastle with me last year, right? And it, I can't remember. I think he played one game from January up until the end of the season. So I joined there 1st of Jan, left there end of March, and there was only about three games left. I think he played one game. What, through injury? No. Or... He was training the house. Genuinely yeah. was training the house down. He was unbelievable. But um, Newcastle had Marcus Watson on one wing, Alex Tate on the other. Hammersley at fullback. Uh, Sonotti played a little bit, but he was injured. Um, but he just couldn't get a, couldn't get a game, Alex. And he, but yeah. he trained the house down on the. And we've yeah we've played with him at, at Leicester and. He put Kovskin through a, a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, as if they needed anyone bigger. Tuasova yesterday was phenomenal. He's unbelievable. Um, he's got the biggest legs. If I've he runs at me, I'm shouting your man. Yeah, yeah, on exactly. Side. But you know, for Alex for Alex Tuolangi, what a you know amazing opportunity to go and. I don't know where he's not. He, he hasn't had a club, yeah. So he's, you know, size of him now. I don't know whether he's. He, was at, he went to Don. Did you just mention that he went to Doncaster? No, he was at Newcastle with me last yeah, year. But, was yeah, he at Doncaster? Doncaster this year. Oh, is he? He went on a trial to see. Oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine if you're playing old, against old Doncaster, expecting, expecting some random English guy to turn up, and then he rocks he's up on your wing. One on one because he ain't passing. Then. No, he's not. Passing. He is not. But passing. yeah, credit. You know, it'll be obviously for the rest of the season in terms of. Um, top 14 um, you know they've got Habana they've got Drew Mitchell coming back at some point Alex Tuolangi got some backline yeah. players and Tuas Tuasova I got some big... Tuasova his first game at the weekend yeah. back from three months he, out with he, an ankle injury did he get injured against us yeah, it was, yeah, yeah so it was his well, first game back oh. he did his ankle against you boys in October was it he's a scary prospect yeah That's and he scored the try that kept them in the competition got them the fourth bonus point of the weekend uh, he might be good and he might be big but would he make the filthy 15 yeah, Probably know. not. Probably not. Alessandra, I can't remember where we put Alessandra in last time, but we're on to, we're on to a 14. Yeah, wingers. I'm sure he was the, the winger from before. Who was your 11? Him. I can't remember. I think Alessandra was, was my it, 11 for putting, for putting Kovskin through a. a, a or was bus it Nandi Azaliki for shitting himself in Life's <laughs> Nightclub? I can't remember. It was Mate, one we of just made a load of stories up, Simo. <laughs> That's it. But we, yeah, we're on to number 14 now, and I said I'm struggling to the hills. I don't like backs. You sat with two here, mate. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I like Simo. Okay. You, you, and you're like a forward. You're built yeah, like yeah. a forward. So, so you like me yeah, as well. That's fine. Exactly. We so go. we're on to, one to uh, 14. Who have you got? Simo, you got anyone? Well, it, it depends what we're, what we're... The filthiest. It could be the dirtiest. I just I just can't see can't, anyone other playing. than Tom Vardell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's he's just gonna, gonna go just going to be... He's, he's a character. Um, I, he he just epitomises the... The uh, I, I would put I would put him as my captain of the filthy. There you go. He is. There, there is some stories on him that can and can't be told. Well, it's a it's a big call putting as putting him as captain. It's a big call. Um, a very big call. Well, I've got two options then. Okay, you can maybe do mine then. I'll listen to both. Well, one of them you've played in the wing, haven't you, Simo? Oh, <laughs> Simo's played in the wing for wasps. Um, quick story about Simo. I don't know whether it's that filthy to be honest, but 
Um, I'm going back two or three years now when Zimmer was single, I think. Um, um, <laughs> bearing, in mind, bearing in mind, you've you've probably ended up on the wing at some point, so I could bring out some stories. Yeah, about no, you, no, yeah. I've never played on the wing, mate. Look at the size of me. <laughs> you stood on the wing. Yeah, no, I have. No, I'll just go Tom Bondale then. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll save Simo for next week when he's not here. He's really stick the knife in then. <laughs> I'm joking. Are we doing subs? <laughs> um, yeah, possibly. So Tom Vondell, um, we go back to our many, many stories about Tom Vondell. We go back to our days at Wasps. Um, and obviously we played one at Leicester when he was a young kid. Um, his nickname from the Leicester days. <laughs> no, you, you definitely can't. <laughs> you can't use that one either. You can. No, you can't. Whisper to me and I'll say it. No, you can't. You can't. Um, but I do remember, his, so his nickname from the Leicester days was a certain nickname that is just not airable. Um, and I remember we were calling, we, were, we had a team run at Welford Road and we were calling him by his nickname. Got to be very careful not to say it now. And uh, there was this this bloke in the corner watching training at Welford Road and I said to him, I said, Who, who's that over there? Because he waved and he said, that's my dad. I was like, all oh, right, okay. Does he know what your nickname is? like, Andy, please don't say anything. <laughs> Just beg me, guess I'll do anything. Please don't tell him the story. Um, but then, so that was it. He, from, from day one, he would have been about 18, 19 then um, and he was absolutely filthy then. But go back to our days at, uh, at Wasps and uh, we were on the bus to an away game, weren't we? Um, Simo just won't admit this but uh, we were on the bus to an away game and uh, and Tom Vondell, um it was not long after Christmas and we'd done Secret Santa oh wow um, yeah yeah, yeah oh wow yeah. Simo knows we'd done Secret Santa uh, and Tom Vondell was uh, given I think a... you're going to be getting a text message from him as yeah soon he, won't as mind. he won't mind he was given a certain present um, yeah Secret Santa is always joke presents um, I would always get either a blow up Zimmer frame or a wig or something like that Chris Ashton, I had him this year. I bought him his book, Splashdown. He also known as Shit Tax, 50p. Bought it for 50p. So I bought him that. Stop it. I bought him that and uh, Hannibal Lecter mask and uh, some gloves so he couldn't gouge and bite people. Went <laughs> 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 down an absolute storm. Oh, dear. Uh, um, where were we anyway? Yeah, Tom Vondel. Tom Vondel. Well, yeah. So we're, we're going away uh, on a game. We, we had our secret Santa and he'd been given this, this particular present. Um, and uh, we're back on the, going away on, on the bus and we're all sort of chatting away. We're getting towards the hotel. And, uh, and Dorsey's sort of piped up. Dorsey's Tom Vondell. Um, he's piped up on the bus. He's like, has anyone got any AAA batteries? We're like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I might, I might have some. So, oh, what are they for? He's like, uh, uh, they're for my Beats headphones. They're like, hmm, that's a bit weird. Beats headphones are wireless. You know, they don't take AAA batteries. You, you charge them up there. Just don't take it. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, they're, okay. What, they're for, Dorsey? And then obviously for um, your secret Santa present, <laughs> someone had kindly bought him. So, are you going to tell them what, what what you got? It suits mine. <laughs> I, sure don't, I, don't, I don't want the, the retaliation of, of Dorsey's wrath. Did it vibrate? It might have vibrated. Because I've heard something about Tom Vandell, about Dorsey, who I've known for many years, that... He's not impartial to a finger up the bum. Oh dear! Oh, did I say it? Did I say it? Did oh dear! So basically, he had a uh, a let's call it a massager uh, that he liked to use. Um, so what? A for, massager for your back? A massager for we'll keep going. Oh, lower. So crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he had. Uh, I'm trying to think the technical word for it. I, th- I think, if, well, in fairness to Dorsey, I think it was bought for him. It was bought for him at Secret Santa. At yeah. Secret Santa, so he must have felt obliged. festive yeah. and obliged to try it out to 
so it wouldn't look so what you're likely. saying is basically he's done a spread eagle on the bus <laughs> pants down and he's got his secret Santa up, no, up his arse no, no, nothing slightly the... more private than like that I think I think the technical word was a prostate massager okay yes, prostate massager so he's, he's asked that's we're on the, the bus story goes anatomical name for it we're, we're on the bus and he's asking for three AAA batteries for his prostate massager because he's got his own room at the hotel for when he gets there <laughs> and that in my mind is absolutely felt <laughs> and who bought him it <laughs> Um, I can't remember actually. I'm trying to think. I've got no idea. It's probably Haskell. It's probably Haskell because he's into that as well. Yeah, you keep Let's throw him under the bus. Uh, but Dorsey, he had no problem at all with. Go- Eventually, we we worked out what it was for. We we're like, it's for your prostate massage, isn't it? And he was like, it was sheepish at first, really sheepish. And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna have a good night in my room on my own. And off he went. So was it common knowledge before that he was into that? Who bought him that? Can you say? I can't remember. I don't know if they're the filthy I don't, ones. I don't think if you no. buy that sort of present, you own up to it. Ah, oh, okay. No. So it's properly secret. It's properly secret. Santa. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he is absolutely filthy. And how did it come out? Well, Dorsey's got a million stories on nocturnal activities. Um, but one of his one of his better stories, which is is clean enough. I remember playing Glasgow a couple of years ago uh, up in Scotland, and there's if you pause it, freeze frame, you see Dorsey's hand tackling someone. Wasn't known for his tackling tackling someone by their tackle, had his hand underneath, grabbing, and you see the yelp of agony from this poor Scottish winger. So that was going to be my story if, if I had to... Uh, he was going straight for the prostate. Oh, mate, he just loves played. a prostate. <laughs> he does, mate. <laughs> Tom Vandell loves a prostate massager. We've said it on live on our Rugby Pod 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 podcast. I, don't th- I, I definitely can't beat that. I had nothing. I had I'm Simon Daniele. who stores, he's saying sorry. Yeah, you should do actually. It wasn't my well, story. Just, just, it wasn't my story. We made it. We made it up. None of, none of the filthy fifteens true anyway. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Simon um, Daniele, let's hear about him. He was with Simon Daniele. Yeah, he was good lad, ripped to smithereens. Yeah. Andrew McNair might know him. Played at Ulster. He wouldn't know him, would he? No. Um, he, he doesn't know half the Ulster players. Andrew McNair. He <laughs> yeah. pretends he does, but he's got no clue. Yeah. But yeah, Simon Daniele. He what? He was married. He was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was married. To one of the richest, he married into one of the richest families in Ireland, maybe in the UK. Let's say in Europe. He yeah. married into one of the richest families in Europe. Northern Hemisphere is fine. Um, moved from Scotland um, to play at Ulster. Had two or three quick kids quite quickly. And I think that his life changed significantly from what it was like before. He's driving a Range Rover. He's living in a palace with a swimming pool, sauna, and steam room. And he still didn't want to go home after training. So what he used to do was the Range Rover, which I think was bought bought to uh, bought for him by his uh, missus. I don't think he bought it with his Ulster money. Um, he used to drive to a local park, put the TVs on, recline the chairs. He's watching watching films, falling asleep. Gets home at five, says that he's been doing a degree <laughs> for the whole season until one day, window gets tapped. Missus is there with the three kids at the park. He's asleep in asleep in his car, so she divorced him for sleeping so, in the car. No, no I don't know. Not no. for that. <laughs> no. So, and that's, I mean, I could like, I could say that he was caught with his both his feet up on the dashboard and his trousers down. And, but I'd, it's, I'd be, <laughs> not, I'd be, not compl- by his kids, mate. I'd be not completely lying. It's <laughs> got to be. I mean, Jesus Christ, has to be Tom Vandell and the Filthy Fifteen. It does. Um, it could be Skipper. There's a lot of he's, stories. He's definitely Captain Material. He's got off character. A lot of stories that just aren't terrible. I mean, the prostate massage, that's about as filthy as we can go. Yeah. Have we named our filthy 15 now? Fullback. Fullback, fullback. Yeah. fullback. Yeah. Next week. <sighs> who, who are the top ones so far? 
Who are your favourite? Harry Ellis, number yeah, nine. Harry, Harry, no, Harry Ellis, he's, he's got shoeing. Yeah, he's got to be skipper, isn't he, Harry? Yeah, he's he, captain. He was, so he was you come up with him? He did uh, the whale, basically. So once he did, did his knee, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah he yeah, had that yeah, one yeah, big injury. Uh, he was uh, out in life. See, I, I think I only overlapped to like one or two years with him, but I've heard some stories about him. Toulouse, I've, only, Toulouse, I've met Toulouse, him a couple of times. The Toulouse story with the uh, lady boy in the front of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, there's a lady boy. Well. There was one where he did the whale, and then I said to him the next day, "Mate, how pissed were we last night?" And he said, "Mate, they weren't even drinking." <laughs> um, so I can't think who else we had. Mate, you have to listen back. So if you're wondering who else is in the filthy fifteen, for you listeners out there, you need to listen back to the uh, the podcast and share and download and share. There we go. And download and share again. Gets to number one. Um, lastly, before we've actually got something funny coming up, but before we do that, a last bit of ruggers. Just now, if you've got a Apart from Wasps and Saracens, who else has got a chance to win the European Cup, Simo? I'd say Munster. Um, for me, they're, they're riding that emotional wave of, of losing Axel. The guy I'm living with, Brendan Macken, um, knows quite a few of the Munster boys. He said that before matches, they, they're, they're in the change room beforehand. They're all, they're all so pumped. They just know they're not going to lose. So they're, they're, their team talk is just built around look lads we, we know we're not going to lose today mm. we just go out and we'll give it our all and you can see that 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 aggression and the energy and the intensity that they have uh, around the pitch so they're they're going to be a formidable team yeah I think they've only lost once haven't they uh, since Axel passed away and which that was, was at, at Leicester, Leicester. Um, just, and it was the last minute Owen Williams kick from about 50 metres mm-hmm. um, so they've been you know obviously since the you know the the, the tragedy what happened it was um, you know they've been fantastic maybe Maybe it's written the stars. It's their year. Um, for me, Claremont are always, you know, they they went away to Bordeaux and it was a horrible, scrappy game, nine six or whatever it was. They're yeah. um, the perennial group winners and everything like that, and can qualify for knockout rugby, but can't ever win it. So they'll be there or thereabouts. But um, this is surely the most hotly contested Champions Cup we've had in years, though. Hey? Yeah, it is. And Leinster Lens- you know, look, yeah, I thought decent as well. And, and you go back to just a year ago when Wasps put them to the sword over it. The RDS, didn't you? Uh, smashed them at the RDS and then smashed them at uh, the Rico Arena as well, which you don't remember that game too well, do you? No. That's when you injured your, yeah, was it your ankle? Yeah, I, I did my uh, ankle. Yeah. That's about five minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Leinster, you know, rejuvenated under Stuart, Leo, Leo Stuart Cullen, Lancaster. Or Leo Cullen first. <laughs> and and Lanny, because yeah. Lanny, bottom line is, he's a good coach. Yeah. In terms of individual detail of upskilling players and improving players, he's a good coach. He's not a head coach, and this whole thing about the, the Leicester chat of who's going to be. Uh, I know his name has been touted around as DOR of Leicester. He's not a an upfront leader like that, but he's a brilliant individual coach, and um, you know that's his strength, and that's what you know Johnny Sexton's talked about as well. So Leinster are looking dangerous. Munster, Wasps, Saris, and Glasgow. I'm going to go with Glasgow. Glasgow you're dreaming, mate. I'll tell you now, Glasgow will beat Leicester, and they're going to surprise a few teams. Um, you trying to get a contract well, from there to finish up in Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Edinburgh, mate. I'm posh. Uh, Simo, Joe Simpson. A London Wasps, England legend. Thank it's not you London very wasps. much. Get it right, Sam. Wasps. Okay. Coventry Wasps. It's not Coventry Wasps. It's just Wasps, right? It will be Coventry Wasps. Anyway, Joe Simpson, legend. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, from me and a fuller figured Andrew Good. That's us. <laughs> See you next time. Cheers, Rug- boys. Rugby pod. Pod, 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 pod. pod. <laughs>